Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast for Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm Emma Cantor, Deputy Children's Book Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with author Michael G. Long about his new picture book, Three Lines in a Circle, illustrated by Carlos Velez. The book is due out August 31 from Flyaway Books, which is sponsoring this podcast. Michael G. Long has written books for all ages on civil rights and peacemaking in mid-century America, including the stories of Martin Luther King Jr., Bayard Rustin, Jackie Robinson, and Mr. Rogers. He lives in Pennsylvania. In his new book, Three Lines in a Circle, The Exciting Story of the Peace Symbol, Long explores the creation of the peace sign, designed in 1958 by a London activist protesting nuclear weapons, and how it inspired people all over the world. Thank you for joining me, Michael. Oh, it's great to be with you, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So what was the inspiration for this book about the creation and adoption of the peace sign? You know, that's a good question. I often think about it. I'm not quite sure I have the exact answer, but I do know that when I was in graduate school, I studied Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who said that the United States is the greatest purveyor of violence on earth. I'm not sure he's right about that, but I do know that he convinced me about the importance of peace and nonviolence. And since I studied him, I really became devoted, dedicated my life to sharing the important message of peace. So I think that's part of it. Another part is the society and culture in which we live. It is one that's uh, wrecked by violence. Uh, How many mass shootings have we had this year? Kids are often subjected to violence. Uh, There are school shootings. Uh, They've heard about the recent murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and on and on and on. So the culture and society is also uh, something else that has propelled me uh, to share this message of peace. And then finally, I try to let my works arise organically. And I've written earlier about Bayard Rustin. Bayard was the primary engineer of the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. And one of the authors, one of, a peace historian, excuse me, claims that Bayard uh, brought over the peace symbol from England. So that really put me on uh, researching the peace symbol in greater detail. And what kinds of research did you do in putting together this book for young readers? Well, I did some primary research. I looked at old newspapers. I looked at old clippings of uh, people using the peace symbol. I certainly went to secondary sources as well. A book called Peace, 50 Years of Protest by Barry Miles, and another one called Peace, the Biography of a Symbol by Ken Colespun. So those were my primary sources. I also interviewed one of the three members of the committee to whom the graphic designer presented the peace symbol in 1958. So that was really exciting for me. You know, another bit of research I do, and I still do it every day, is I walk through my neighborhood and I look at chalk drawings that kids do, and I often see uh, the peace symbol, and I look at how kids draw it and how they use it, and I try to figure out what it means to them as well. So those are some of the ways I research the book. 
Wonderful. And were there any facts that you found particularly surprising or moving? Well, I went into the book thinking that Bayard Rustin was the one who brought the peace symbol over from England. He was in England when the peace symbol first made its appearance in 1958, and then he came back to the United States. But I really couldn't find any evidence that he carried it back. So I did find in Ken Colspin's book that Life magazine carried a picture of the peace symbol just 10 days after it appeared. And that seemed to be the primary way the peace symbol made its way over across the pond, as they say. So that was pretty surprising to me. Uh, But what was especially moving to me is that Holton was really fervently committed to fighting nuclear weapons and fighting nuclear war. He was a graphic designer who came up with the symbol, but he didn't do it in an abstract form. He did it because of his fervent commitment to peace. And I really love knowing that, you know, some designers develop symbols and other creations without being committed to a particular cause. But in this case, Holton was very committed to fighting nuclear weapons and nuclear war. So that was a delightful surprise for me. And how would you describe your writing process when approaching a book for young readers as opposed to those for an older audience? You know, I struggled with this. I really did. The story of Jerry Holtum is so fascinating to me. And I included the story in a narrative at the end of the book where I discuss in thick fashion uh, the history of the peace symbol and how Holtum designed it and why he designed it the way he did. But he decided for the main text of the book that I would stick with a free verse. And I've struggled with this. I wasn't quite sure whether I would tell a thick narrative in the children's book or uh, use free verse. And I chose the latter partly because it reflects the simplicity of the symbol that Cherry Holtum designed. You know, three lines in a circle. You don't get a whole lot simpler than that. So I decided to use this style that best reflected the simplicity of the symbol. Uh, and when I was using that free verse, I decided to make it really fluid so that the symbol traveled from one place to another with sheer ease and that it also traveled in a wide fashion, hoping that the illustrator would pick up on some of the details that I uh, describe in the history at the back of the book. And what role did your editor play in helping to shape the text? The editor played a key role in helping me select some words rather than others. The free verse is really simple, as I mentioned, so there wasn't a whole lot of uh, work to be done on the text itself. What the editor really did was to uh, encourage me, though, to write a timeline that I included at the end of the book of the major peaceful protests that have occurred since the emergence of the peace symbol. And so I was delighted with that guidance. And that was really sharp guidance by my editor, Jessica uh, Miller. You mentioned the back matter and timeline of historical events. I'm curious, how does it feel to be sharing this book in light of the current Black Lives Matter movement and other transformative social justice campaigns? I love sharing the book at this time of history. There has never been a time in U.S. history anyway uh, when we have seen so many peaceful protests. The number of protests really skyrocketed beginning in 2017 and continued on 
to the present day. So this is a ripe time to share the peace symbol with everybody anew. You know, during the Black Lives Matter movement, I noticed that one of the primary symbols, perhaps the biggest and most important and influential symbol in that movement is the raised fist, uh, the raised black power fist. And that has a story that is in itself a beautiful, moving, wonderful story. Uh, but I chose the peace symbol at this point just to inject it a bit more into the various movements that are happening right now. Uh, I think the peace symbol is as important as the power symbol, the fist symbol that we see in these various movements that's really emerging like no other symbol at the present time. The peace symbol is also a really helpful reminder for movements, for social movements to stay peaceful. You know, social movements that are peaceful tend to succeed more than those that are violent. And so sharing the peace message symbol now is an important reminder of that uh, fact. We've been speaking about some of the iconography of the peace movement. What was your initial response to seeing the illustrations for the book? Oh, my goodness. I love the illustrations. Carlos Velez did a wonderful job adding substance to uh, the text itself. What's really interesting is that he certainly read the back matter of the book before he started uh, painting and, and illustrating the text, because I see so many hints of the back matter in his illustrations. And I encourage all readers, if you can, to start with the back matter where you find the thick narrative of the history of the peace symbol, and then go through the book because you'll see in the illustrations a lot of hints that point to the origins of the peace symbol. I think Velez just did a wonderful job, and I love especially the 1970s influence that he brought uh, to his illustrations, especially when depicting the peace symbol of the United States, because that's really when the peace symbol took off in the United States during the anti-Vietnam War campaign. So I was delighted to see that. And and I was equally delighted when I came across his concluding illustrations where Jerry Holton symbolically passes the peace symbol on to younger activists. And in the concluding illustration, there are just wonderful depictions of young people practicing quiet peacemaking. And I absolutely adore that illustration. It's probably my favorite in the book. What do you hope young readers will take away from Three Lines in a Circle, especially in this era of change? One of the things I hope that they'll take away is certainly the importance of sharing the peace symbol wherever and whenever they can, especially uh, given the culture of violence that seems to be raging at this point in our history. So I think just sharing the peace symbol is very important. That's what Jerry invites the young readers to do at the end of the book. Uh, more generally, I hope the readers will use the text as inspiration to dig more into the importance of studying peace in, in world history and in studying the importance of nonviolence uh, when protesting for what is right and true and good and just and, and equal. So I hope that is another thing that they'll take away. But you know, more than anything, I just hope they take the peace symbol from Jerry's hands and run with it uh, throughout the rest of their lives. I saw in your bio that you teach religious studies and peace and conflict studies at Elizabethtown College. Could you talk a bit about that experience? 
I would love to talk about that experience. I love teaching peace and conflict studies uh, to students at Elizabethtown College. It was really a calling that I felt, and nothing pleased me more than to talk with students. And most of them believed in uh, the justifiability of violence and war. So nothing really pleased me more than talking with them about the challenge of peace to their own uh, worldview. Unfortunately, the college cut many of its humanities programs, including the Peace and Conflict Studies program, and that broke my heart. And I lost my job in the process. So writing this book has been really helpful for me in terms of educating a younger audience and continuing my own call to educate people about peace and conflict studies. So it's been a wonderful opportunity for me to continue teaching, this time through writing. Were there any techniques or lessons from the classroom that you feel have carried over? Yes. One of the things that all of us tried to do in the classroom was to have an educated discussion. So typically, I didn't lecture at my students. I invited them into a conversation where we learned from one another, and they happily participated. I think they enjoyed uh, committing themselves to conversation rather than to sitting back and, and hearing me lecture. So what I took away from that was the importance of social and civil discourse. And it's really talking civilly with one another that is one of the foundations of uh, maintaining and creating peace in our world. So I think the classroom is a great uh, lab for creating and building peace in the wider world. When did you decide to venture into writing for children? Oh, it's been in my mind for such a long time. I just ventured into it recently, in the past few years, actually, when I decided that I wanted to reach a younger audience uh, with my message of peace. I've written for adults, as you know, and I've written for young adults. I wrote a I co-wrote a book uh, about Bayard Rustin and the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, but he decided to extend my sphere of influence, as they say, and try to reach a younger audience. Because when we teach our young folks about the importance of peace, we reach them at a formative stage in their lives. My own son's are products of public school. And I know that they became vessels of what public school wanted to teach them about American patriotism, especially. And I find it important for us to teach those young minds about peace as well, not just about fervent patriotism, but about the undercurrent of peaceful dissent that has existed in the United States ever since its founding and even before then. That's a great point to raise. And what would you say is the most rewarding part of being a children's author? You know, my first children's book hasn't been published yet, so I'm not quite sure what the most important reward will be just yet. I do know from writing for a young adult audience, though, that one of the best rewards is hearing from young readers about how the book has transformed their lives. And so I'm looking forward to hearing from really young readers about their encounter with the peace symbol 
and how they learned things anew and how they wanted to use the peace symbol throughout their lives. So I'm hoping for that. And if that does happen, certainly that will be the best reward I could ever expect from this book. Can you tell us anything about what's next for you? Yes, I have a children's book called Peaceful Protester in the Works. It's about the story of Bayard Rustin and the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom in 1963, uh, and it targets a very young audience. I'm so looking forward to sharing the story of Bayard Rustin, who was an openly gay man who was a main strategist for the Black Civil Rights Movement and a close friend of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and other Black civil rights leaders. And I'm looking forward to sharing the way that he really changed the world. He gave us the model for all the peaceful protests in Washington, D.C. that have happened since the 1963 march. So I'm very excited about the future publication of Peaceful Protester. Sounds wonderful. Well, congratulations on your children's debut, Michael, and thank you for speaking with me. Emma, I've had such a wonderful time. Thank you for inviting me, and I wish all of you peace and joy, happiness and love. Amen. Once again, I've been speaking with author Michael G. Long about his new picture book, Three Lines in a Circle, which is due out August 31 from Flyaway Books. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast.